Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 22. And we are covering the film... Swallow. Swallow. I am one half of your hosting duo, JP. Joining me tonight on this June 8th, 2020, is Carly. We are podcasting out of Carly's house here on High Street in (laughs) southwestern Pennsylvania. This is the third in a row. I know. It's kind of weird. Right. A little bit weird. Yeah, a little bit weird. We have gotten very close, if you will, on the couch. Too close. No, I think we are fine. But, um, yeah, so we are here. We are back on the couch. And what? What are you looking at? I was looking at the movies. Oh, don't look at them yet. I'm going to read them. Anyway, so we are back here. And, um, how are you doing, JP? Well, we just recorded an hour-long breakdown of Scream Queen, A Nightmare on My Street, the new Mark Patton documentary, the Shutter exclusive, and we recorded that for Netflix and Mother Effin' Chill. We did. So look for that. That'll be coming out soon. Uh, we did do another Netflix and Chill episode. I'm pretty excited. Uh, we are, we're rocking and rolling here, man. I'm off for the next like month of 22 shots. Uh-huh. I uh, just have the summer series here going and, uh, should have plenty of time to do shows with you on his and hers and Netflix and chill. Yes, I am a her. Um, yeah, though. It, yeah. It's pretty exciting. Um, it's weird. This is episode 22 of this show. And that was, I believe episode 32 of Netflix and chill. So if you want to demonstrate how much we dropped the ball on that show, that is it. No, I'm kidding. Well, this show is completely weekly, though. <clears throat> right? Yes, correct. Netflix and Chill was originally supposed to be bi-weekly, though, is what I'm getting ah. at. But, um, yeah, so that was fun. Uh, definitely look out for that. Um, other than that, uh, I've just been doing the same old crap for the most part. I did go... I went to breakfast at a restaurant with my dad um, yesterday, so that was cool. <clears throat> yeah, and he gave you the low down and dirty. Yes, um, he works at a Dollar Tree. That sounded perverted. It did. That was gross. Um, and uh, as you guys know, some of you may know, some of you may not care, but Dollar Trees sometimes have Blu-rays and DVDs, and my dad was like, hey, I'll like tell you anytime we get some in. I was like, okay, that would be cool. And since I was with him, he was like, hey, you want to just come to Dollar Tree and check out the back room where they keep all the stuff boxed up until they put it on the shelves? And I was like, heck yeah, I do. So I went there and uh, he opened some of the boxes with the DVDs and Blu-rays. And um, I ended up leaving there with 11 movies for a doll hair. 11 horror movies, that is. So, so if you out. don't know, now you know. Yes. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, that was cool. They actually had a decent amount of stuff, uh, both horror and non-horror. I was surprised because, you know, it's kind of obviously going to be hit and miss with um, um, dollar films. But uh, got some decent things. I got, like, Incident at a Ghostland, The Belco Experiment, um, Bad Milo. Uh, All good movies. Oxford Murders, Fear.Inc. Fear. Um, or Inc. That one's Inc. good. That one's mm-hmm. underrated. Yeah, so... Among some other things, um, that was pretty... Yeah, I'm mad about that. Was there any that you skipped on? Um, 
Yeah, I forget what they were. There was like this vampire movie. There was like a Scooby-Doo movie. There was, um, there was a couple. I forget exactly what they were, but, and I think there might have been duplicates of the movies too. I don't think those were like all of them right well, there. Well, thanks for so. buying me stuff. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, that was cool. So I went to ours today and it didn't have nothing. Really? I don't mm. know. He said that they were supposed to put them out like to on Mondays. I guess is when they. It just annoys me because like I like I I want to ask the people in there, but I feel like none of them know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, probably they probably don't care. Like, and plus I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I I hear. I know that it, at least at my dad's store they're always short staffed, and he says it's very hard to keep up with putting things out on the shelf. So it's like. There could be very well be movies jam-packed back there for like three months and they might just not, they might be lazy and not put it out. But, um, yeah, but, you know, guys, be on the lookout at your Dollar Trees because I assume, I mean, I don't really know, but I assume a lot of Dollar Trees probably get the same type of stuff. That's what I see, at least in groups. It seems like a lot of people post the same movies they find there, so... That was fun and exciting. Um, that's about the most exciting Made me mad. Why? Because I want that stuff. All right, well, next I'm taking it. No. Next time, I will tell you. Ugh. Grr. 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 So. Oh, I also, um, got together with Austin of, you know, Movie vs. Movie Podcast, and we watched our two movies that we'll be doing on the next show. Uh, we did that also. That was, that all happened yesterday. Um. Because I went to breakfast with my father and then I did that. So we watched those movies and it was uh, Taxi Driver and Joker. So we're doing like more dark films, not necessarily horror films, but um, to just darker movies on that next up. So be on the lookout for that. Just a shameless plug. Nice. So um, I, uh, I had a pretty eventful week. I, uh, you know, watched some moves. Yes. Had a had a good night on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I went out to the fights, UFC 250, with my friends, um, which we like to do. Yes. It was a good time, good fights. I really enjoyed uh, the night. Feels good to watch sports again. Mm-hmm. Always love sports. Mm-hmm. I'm cr- I was craving mm-hmm. sports so much, and it, it's one of two big things that got back in my life that I need. The other thing is moves. Yes. Which they did announce this Friday that they're going to show Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. Back to back to back. And I want to go. At the drive-in. Yeah. yeah. Going to try to go. Because I'm off 22 shots this week. Mm-hmm. And next week. Mm-hmm. And the week after. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... That would be cool. I do want to go to the drive-in more. I mean, it's supposed to be a pretty nice summer, so it probably will be pretty nice days, nice nights to go. And uh, I miss moves as well, so um, I'm looking forward to that. Even if we show up, well, I don't know, late. Too. Well, he said they don't start till about nine something. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so the bar. Okay, yeah. The box office opens early, but yeah. I doubt they'll sell out for Back to the Future. <clears throat> yeah but uh yeah that'll be a fun time i mean it's gonna go pretty late that's like, like what uh, that's four like a and marathon. a half hours of movies yeah because those movies aren't those movies kind of long too are they i just figured they're 90 minutes oh uh, maybe i don't know i always picture them being longer but I've, they feel long yeah they yeah because a lot happens yeah i love those movies 
I have only seen them once. 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. Mm. I, I don't want to hear it. The third one is great. I don't know. If I don't want to hear it. I don't it. remember, really. I just don't know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I don't know. Stop it. Come on, dude. Okay, anyway. um. Since we missed Jaws is over the weekend. Hey. Hey. And Jurassic Parks. Hey, stop. Hey. Listen. I hate working the weekends, damn it. I know, it sucks because... It ruins it, our, our friendship. Our what? <laughs> our friendship. <laughs> I heard a different syllable at the start there, but whatever. Um, No, uh, yeah, that's it sucks because I am off every weekend, which is super nice, but JP is not, and he's like my only friend, so... I'm just kidding, I have like one other friend. But, um, Who? Kaylee. <laughs> Hear that, Austin? One other friend. No, I mean like a friend that's readily available to like just. She's always inviting me. Hear to, that, like, do Austin? Crap. You're not available. Well, dude, I mean, come on. All right, whatever. So, um, yeah. What else, man? I mean, it, it was kind of. Uh, we did 22 shots this week. It was me, Jeremy. Well, actually, we did. I did two 22 shots this week. So um, I did. The Tales from the Crypt, we finished that up. Mm-hmm. Season two, mm-hmm. very solid season, very fun reviewing all those with moods. Uh, that should post this week on Patreon, uh, maybe today or tomorrow. And then the other film, the other show, um, episode 187, that one is The Crazies versus The Crazies, OG versus Remake. I think people will be very surprised at our opinions on those films. And uh, we also reviewed a bonus film on there um, called At Your Door or Right at Your Door or something. Mm. Uh, Very of the time. And then also Dave and somebody else was on there. On what? That show. Derek. Was it Derek? Wait, which show is it? The Crazies. All right, I am sorry. I don't know. Were you paying attention? No, I was... No. I'm, no, I don't know who was on that show, though. Either way, I don't remember. No, it wasn't Derek. Dude, there was someone on that show, though. I remember you guys specifically... I know Dave was. ...announcing, like, there being another guest. Was it just me, Dave, Jeremy, and... I swear, um... No, Mike wasn't there. No, I know he wasn't, because he asked to be on... Or he... And then you guys said you had... I think it was just us four, actually. Uh, dude, my memory is shot if I can't remember this. If it wasn't Derek or Mike, it's like no one though. Because like, like Dave is like given, but like... Yeah, I think it was just us four. Alright then. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Anyway, that'll come out next week. So, pretty cool. Pretty cool. It was a fun episode. We talked a lot about all kind of stuff. Uh, actually, it was a very good episode. Very funny episode. Made fun of Jeremy a little bit. It was good times. Uh, so with that said, uh, you want to get into the stuff that we watched? I do, yes. Yeah, you can go. Actually, let me go first oh. because my phone is dying. Oh, buddy. All right. So first up, I watched Zombie 1979. Watched it on 4K. Get up. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I watched it on 4K. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I'll say that the three-disc Blue Underground Edition looked great. But the 4K looks even better, and that's crazy because that 3-disker was one of the best transfers I had seen in a long time. Uh, This version is even better. Um, Zombie, to me, is the coolest thing about it is that it just 
has so many iconic scenes. Mm-hmm. You have the fat zombie at the beginning on the boat. Creepy. Yes. Gross. You have the shark versus zombie. Mm-hmm. Sharky. Gross. <laughs> you have the eye splinter. Splintery. Gross. You have the zombies rising from the grave. Gravy. <laughs> no. What? Wormy. Oh, wormy. Gross. <laughs> you have the final shot in New York where the zombies, like, you know, walk. it's just like, dude, they're so iconic. I've fell in love with zombie over the years. It's such a good movie. If you don't know, now you know. Yes, you do. Uh, I give that a 9 out of 10. Uh, then on my run through 91, I watched 976 Evil 2. Um, follows a... It's called The Astral Factor is the subtitle. It's like deals with astral projection, like the bad villain guy. Um, the lead is very bland, like Dave says, very boring. Um, the lead chick was kind of hot, uh, and I dug her. And then there's like a cool little mashup with It's a Wonderful Life and Night of the Living Dead, where the character goes into the TV. That was probably the coolest part. Other than that, it, honestly, I just didn't really care for it too much. Uh, I gave it a 6 out of 10, but honestly, it's probably more like 5.5. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, then I watched Willard from 2003 as prep for the Teapot Summer Series. And I'll say this. Man, this movie is awesome. Like, I like the original Willard. I like the original Ben. But this remake of Willard with Crispin Glover is fantastic. Um, he is so, like, he really goes for it in his performance. Like, he he is awesome. I love the atmosphere of the film. It just feels like, it almost feels like it's, um, like, has a hint, just a little tiny hint of, like, um, like a Tim Burton atmosphere. Just a tiny hint of it. Yeah. Um, Arlie Army is a complete douchebag in this film. The CGI is a little bit rough, um, and there are some script issues that I had with Crispin Glover and, like, his relationship with, like, the girl in his office, like, just seems to come out of nowhere. It feels super forced. feels like it's just there because Hollywood says that it should be and because they need somebody worried about him so he can be a little bit more tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I feel like he, the montage of him, like, learning like teaching the rats and stuff it was way too quick it feels like he just learned how to do this stuff overnight just felt really fake um then i watched hellraiser 1987 on the last drive-in this was actually the second to last movie they showed in the last drive-in from like 20 like 18 Mm -hmm. was it 2018 they did it wait wasn't just last year the 24-hour marathon. Oh, yeah, that was 2018, yes. Yeah. So me and Jeremy stayed up and watched all of it. It was hard. It was horrible. I was miserable. It was such a hard thing to do to watch. I think this was like the 12th movie or something. I think they showed 13 movies. <gasps> and this was the 12th movie. And by the time this came on, I was completely out of it. I don't remember a single thing about it. So I wanted to revisit it because it's Hellraiser. And Hellraiser has quickly been becoming a go-to horror film for me since when since like uh i've been watching it a lot when what like when um this is gonna be my review of hellraiser that came oh we (laughs) dude shut up um 
dude, why you gotta bring up old stuff? Oh, I don't know. Go ahead. Okay, so, uh, yeah, Hellraiser. It's kind of becoming one of my favorite movies. Um, favorite little horror movies. I don't know if it... Did it make my top 50? I think it did. It had to have, right? I think so. Don't, I don't know. I don't remember your life. <laughs> why? Because, dude, like... Uh... But, man, the coolest thing about Hellraiser for me is its uniqueness. There's just nothing like it, except for, like, nine Hellraiser movies. And even those aren't all like it. <laughs> yeah. But there really isn't much stuff like Hellraiser. It's super unique. Like, if you saw a picture of that, you'd be like, what the hell is that? <laughs> right? If you saw if you saw the pinhead and all the chains and stuff in the back, you're like, what the hell is this movie about? Yes. You know what I mean? It's a love story. It's perfect for Valentine's Day. It's just a great, awesome movie. And Joe Bob was very good in it. Very satirical. He has a good segment about... Um, the kneeling and the protesting, which funny because it's like super relevant again. Mm-hmm. Who would have saw that coming? You know what I mean? Takes a few shots at President Trump, and uh, yeah, it was it was a great showing on the last drive-in. Uh, so Hellraiser, and I give Hellraiser a nine out of ten. Wow. Uh, then I watched The Crazies for twenty-two shots prep. Kind of sucks because I've already watched The Crazies this year. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I watched The Crazies already. I'll, I'll be very brief. I'll just say that the, my second viewing, my thoughts did change a little bit, whether it's for better or worse. You'll have to listen to the review and Wait find a out. minute. What? You don't get to count that as a watch if you already watched it this year. Why the hell not? Because that would be like if I just watched Halloween 500 times in a row and just was like, this is my 500th movie of the year. It's my 500th watch. Yeah, but like... <laughs> As we never used to do Letter, that. Letterbox separates them. Like, I was looking at my letterbox. This is so cool. So, my letterboxed, I have watched, like, the other day, I had watched, oh my, it was like 1,992 movies, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you look at it, 1,992 movies. Yes. All right. But then I found out that if you there's a certain aspect that you go on to letterbox where and i've been tracking since 2011 where um it 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 doesn't show me here right now because uh i'm on if i'm on the computer it'll show me but um it's i've watched like 2500 I've lost, like, I've watched 25, I've had 2,500 watches, Uh but only 1,992 individual films. That is pretty cool. So, almost, almost like, like 520 films were (laughs) rewatches. So, but that's kind of cool. So, I've been keeping track since 2011. Now, I only kept track of horror until i think like 2019 mm-hmm. or eight, 2018 so my account would be much higher um but at the same time i've been tracking since 2011 uh and yeah i'm a, i'm almost at 2000 individual films which is just insane it's crazy to think that uh so yeah the crazies uh counts as not an individual film but it does count as a watch it was my 242nd watch just because it was also like my like 89th watch doesn't mean anything. Whatever. All right. I don't agree. But so um, 
After that, I watched The Crazies 2010. And this one is about a... Same situation, pretty much. Crazies? Um, Did you know Crazies is set in Evan City? Yeah, I did, actually. You know that's only like an hour from us. I do. They actually do the Living Dead Weekend out there, too. Like they do at Monroeville Mall. Oh, we should go out one day. Yes. I think they have the same people there, obviously, but it's I like, mean, it's just close to, like, to like see the town too. Oh yeah, I think it's close to like Erie, kind of. It's like on the way to Erie. I've like yeah, it's way shorter than Erie though, because Erie's what like four hours away. Three hours, I mean. Yeah, I think this is like an hour. Yeah, I just half. know it's on the way. It's like on the road trip there. All right, so this is uh, the Crazies um, remake, and honestly, dude, spoiler alert, I really liked it. Ooh, good movie. Good movie. We we break it down pretty well in the in the, you know who's in it? Who the dad from Santa Clarita Diet? He's the Tim- lead. Timothy Olympian. Yeah. Olympian. Olympian. Yeah, yes. we struggled on his name too. Yes. Uh, so that that's uh, the Crazies 2010. Uh, then we had Right at Your Door. Now this is a bonus review on that episode of Twenty Two Shots Two, uh, but basically it follows a guy and a girl in New York. Or, uh-huh. sorry, L.A. And she he, he's, like, a struggling musician. Like, stay-at-home bum, basically. Mm-hmm. What I want to be one day. No. And she's, like, the working type and makes... bring. She's the breadwinner. She goes off to work. Um, he's at the house, and all of a sudden, there's, like, a bomb that goes off in the city. And it's, like, mass panic, mass chaos. He's, like, trying to go find her. He can't, he can't find her. They have the roads blocked off and stuff like that. All over the radio, it says that, you know, it's a dirty bomb, meaning, like, um, it's chemical warfare, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't know where it came from, who did it, but, like, there's all this toxic ash in the air, <clears throat> and it's, like, infecting people, um, but it's not like zombies, you know what I mean? It's just, like, they're going to die. Yes. Uh, so he's worried about his wife. He decides to lock his house up and, and tape up the windows and stuff. And then his wife does make it back home and she's outside and he's like, can't decide to let her in or not let her in. Cause she's covered in like the toxic ash. Mm. Very good. I really enjoyed it. I really, really liked it. Very contained horror film, very, uh, psychological in terms of like, what would you do and stuff? It's a, it's a little good thriller. Um, and then I watched Malefique from 2002 as part of the Teapot Summer Series. And this film uh, is technically for 2003 for us on the series. Um, but it, it follows uh, a dude who goes to prison for like fraud or something like that. And in the prison, uh, he meets an old dude uh, who killed his wife, a confused like transgender person. I could never tell if it was supposed to be a female becoming a male mm-hmm. or a male becoming a female mm-hmm. i have no idea i feel like it's a male becoming a female i think but i can't tell um and then also like this kind of mentally challenged dude and they find a book in the wall in, in the wall of the prison and it's a, like a like a black magic book and they start reading from it and stuff very weird crazy out there french film i've always liked it has a cool little uh, you know, story to it, and uh, it actually made my number ten in my top ten of two thousand two way back in the day, Ew. four years ago actually. 
Alright, and then after that, I watched Troma's War on The Last Drive-In. Still playing catch-up with those. This was the week four. Uh, basically follows, like, a bunch of Troma citizens who crash land on a plane wreck on an island. And there's, like, some kind of terrorist organization. I actually did not like this movie. It was painfully long, painfully slow. It's all just shooting and yelling. Shooting and yelling. Shooting and yelling. And, uh, it's... It's just, I didn't really care for it. However, the interview with Lloyd Kaufman on Joe Bob was fantastic. Uh, his wife, Pat, was really awesome. And uh, I like I said on 22 Shots, Lloyd Kaufman is a natural national treasure of horror. And he needs to be protected because once he goes, there will not be another one. Okay. Yeah. Right. Then I watched House of a Thousand Corpses from 2003 as part of the teapot summer series prep and of course it's rob zombie's first film uh this is one that has grown on me heavily oh by the way i gave trauma's war a four out of ten and malfeek an 8.5 all right uh this is one that's grown on me heavily with house of a thousand corpses very very great movie uh it just is one that I didn't really care for too much growing up. I didn't really like the music video edits in there and stuff like that. I felt like Rob Zombie was like sucking his own dick. Yeah. <laughs> with like his like masturbatory flavor that was going on in there. Uh-huh. Self love mm-hmm. of putting his own music yeah. in his own movie. But then it also has other music that's good too. Um, there's, man, there's some good stuff in here, and I, it makes me, like, question, like, how Rob Zombie fell off so much. Uh, I mean, I think, I, I don't know, I think he just kind of, like, burned out. Like, like, remember the scene where the dad comes in and opens the thing, and there's all the dead cheerleaders, and then Otis is there with the gun and kills the one cop, and it's all done in slow motion, and then yeah. there's that, like, crane shot of Otis with the gun oh, for the father's head and it stays on it and stays on it and stays on it and stays on it and then yes love it dude it's so good and then baby singing oh i want to be loved by you by you <gasps> nobody else but you but you right yeah right yeah no, I agree. I like House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, and when I was a kid and I first saw it, it was on TV, and I remember thinking it was just like torturey stuff for torture's sake type type of deal. And I didn't really get much out of it. And then I watched it as an adult, and I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, so. I've liked it more and more as I've watched it. And I even don't have as much of a problem with like the end that I used to. Yeah. I used to hate that crap. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, so that is House of a Thousand Corpses. Gave it a 9 out of 10. Uh, and then I watched Silent Night, Deadly Night 5 as part of my run through 91. Uh, this is the 24th watch of that. And, man, have you seen this? Um, kind of. So you, in other words, you put it on the TV and didn't watch it? Yes. Okay. Because I have it on VHS and... Are you going to rewatch it? I mean, yeah, for yeah, I will for 91, and I'll actually pay attention this time. Okay. So, basically, it follows uh, a guy who um, goes on to... <laughs> he goes uh, into this store, and it, the guy's name's Geppetto or something. Uh-huh. Joe Petto. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. It actually makes sense by the end, but... Um, 
and he is there with his son and the woman there's a woman there i'm fucking butchering this um so basically a woman has a son and there's also a crazy toy owner in the town who she who is like believed to be like killing people with his toys and stuff and then there's this like drifter guy who like shows up into the town and he um you know has a connection to the woman basically they used to hook up back in the day and he like left town but she got pregnant and that's his son uh meanwhile like there's the the it looks like joe pedo which just to me sounds like a pedophile yeah uh is his son uh it seems to be that he's abusing him in some way maybe pedoing him i don't know oh yes maybe not Mm -hmm. but um man okay so (laughs) there's a lot to unpack with this film honestly like i actually think this movie's pretty good um for the fifth silent night deadly night uh it's the second best in the series for sure unless you count the remake that one's pretty okay too um but silent night deadly night part five the cool thing about it um the history of it is mickey rooney do you know who that is um yes who is it an actor yeah he is uh the lead in uh silent night deadly night part five now you might be like oh cool what does that have to do with anything well let me just tell you what that has to do with anything mickey rooney was one of the people to come out and protest against the release of the original silent night deadly night he wrote a letter yes i know and then he (laughs) and then he stars in silent night part five it is hilarious that's what you call it is poetic justice it is called a fakerton in my book or poetic justice and (laughs) and uh so um, to be fair, people have said that he thought it was the film called The Toy Maker. But still, my point remains the same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think this movie kicks ass for its ending. The ending is so weird, dude. It is so bizarre. It's not talked about, but it is awesome. Do you think the makers of this film knew that he did that and then they were like, we're going to just tell him what's called The Toy Maker and then right, trick him yeah, into probably. playing? Yes. Uh, so that is Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 5 part of the run through 91 6.5 out of 10 uh then we got scream queen my nightmare on elm street uh which is a shutter exclusive did a full review on that so check it out uh on the netflix and chill episode that will drop later this week and then last night you know what i'm good i'm good i I didn't finish it so i'll talk about it next week yes yes you will um okay so my movies get up here Anyway, uh, my moves are, where are my moves? Oh my god, I lost my moves. I have my moves. Okay, anyway. First up, I watch Shaun of the Dead. It was one of the last ones that I had to watch um, for my 2004 movies. So I figured I'd watch it. Um, I'd seen like bits and pieces of this on TV. I thought I'd watch the whole thing before, but upon this watch, um, I find that I don't think I've ever actually watched this before all the way through. Uh, anytime it's on TV, I'm always at the part where uh, there's like that girl walking around their yard. But, um, and that's kind of it. And I've never really sat through it. And ever since then, it's like I've always heard how overrated it is. So it's not one I always wanted to rush to because I'm not a big zombie fan myself either. So um, there's that. Um, but 
yeah, had to watch this for 2004, so put it on the other nights, and I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. It was actually rather funny at times. Um, it kind of has that sort of dry humor that works for some people, some people it doesn't. Obviously, all humor is very um, subjective that way, but um, I thought it was really... Really fun film, uh, had some good funny moments, you know, like the part where he's kind of explaining the plan and he's like, and then we're gonna go to the bar, the pub and have a pint and this will wait for this to all blow over. Um, that type of stuff just kind of cracks me up and then, you know, him talking about like killing his, uh, stepdad, um, whole movie is actually a pretty good film, you know, it, it does get overrated a lot, um, it's always compared, comparable even today, being back in 2004, you know, a lot of horror comedies are compared to this and saying like, Oh, it's the funniest thing since this, um, but I like it. I think it's pretty good. Um, so that is Shaun of the Dead. And then next up we have The Forgotten. This was another 2004 flick and, um, this was ba- this was a weird one. It was basically- What are you What? What was that? Re do you I'm wondering what that was. Anyway. Um, this is basically about a mother who is dealing with, um, the loss of her son. Um, it's been about 14 months, 18 months, 14 months, something like that. So a little over a year since he had passed away on, in this supposed plane accidents. And, um, one day, all of a sudden, it seems that she is the only one who remembers him at all. And she can't understand why her husband's, like, and the therapist is trying to convince her that she, you know, um had a miscarriage back in the day and just made up her son in her head and she's like, no, that's not possible. Um, how could you possibly forget about him? And then there's this other um, character in the movie who gets involved with her who uh, had a daughter and she's like, yo, you know, you had a daughter. They both were on that plane and they both passed away and he also doesn't remember his daughter. So, um, yeah, the whole movie is basically her and uh, she's trying to get to the bottom of this because she believes her son is out there or at least she's just trying to prove that he exists and then she's kind of on the run from these like agents of sorts. Um, yeah, so I thought this was pretty good. You know, it's um, an interesting movie. It's kind of got that like grayish, like depressing look to it. Um, I like the plot. I thought it was pretty cool. It was kind of like one of those frustrating things and you're wondering what the heck is going on. It plays out more like drama thriller, but I think what's kind of, what turns out to be happening uh, is definitely in the horror realm enough to make it horror. Um, stars, uh, what's her name, Julianne Moore, and I'm actually not a big fan of hers. I think she's very bland in most of her roles, but, and she kind of is like that in this movie, but it works for her since she is like a grieving, depressed mother, so, um, kind of fits her character, so, um, you know, I thought it was pretty good, pretty solid movie that I'd never seen before, and um, glad I one of those ones I'm glad I got to see. So, then after that, um, we have the Mothman prophecies from the year 2002, which will mark my 200th film of the year. <clears throat> really, I'm at 250. Oh well, I'm just saying I feel a big deal should be made. Swallow is my 250th. Alright, well, anyway, I'm at 200, which is kind of crazy, because I've watched 100 films since, like, March, is what that means. Over 100 films. Um, and that just seems like a ton to me. But, uh, yeah, The Mothman Prophecies, um, this is one I had seen before, and, um, was pretty bored by it, so I was kind of dreading rewatching it, to be completely honest. It was very hard for me to pay attention to back then, and, uh, it runs almost two hours long, so I really just didn't feel like watching it, but... 
obviously I did for 2002 purposes, and um, I will say it's definitely a better movie than I gave it credit for. It has some good creepy moments to it. Um, I think the beginning parts are solid and the ending is very um, haunting, and then you do have some stuff like throughout it that's very creepy, like, you know, the scene where the guy's kind of at the hotel room and he's getting those weird phone calls. Um, I think it's a creepy concept, the whole Mothman prophecies just idea is um, frightening. Uh, I will say though, I still find that it drags a little bit. I don't feel it really- A little bit? I didn't- Be honest. The movie sucks. It doesn't suck though, dude. I actually came around on it as what? well. What? I don't think you're paying you were attention talking to all that smack. I was talking smack before watching it again. Damn. But it's not- Shut up, dude. It's not that bad. It, I will say it's not that bad. It has its creepy moments. But as I was saying, it does drag a little bit and I don't feel it needed to really be an almost two hour movie. I, like, I understand. It's kind of got that just like investigative what the heck is going on narrative and I just get a little bit bored by that. So, um, didn't really care for that too much. But, you know, I did end up, I give this like a 7.5 out of 10. So there's that. Um, after that, uh, Another 2004 movie, and that is Calvair. Um, yeah, this is, I believe, a French film and Belgium, Belgium film. Same thing. Um, what? Um, but uh, this basically follows this guy who is um, a singer, performer type of dude, kind of does his own thing, and he's um, performing at this place. It's like around Christmas time, and he has to go. I forget, he's like going across the country or just like several hours away to perform at this other place. And on his journey, his, he runs into an issue with his van. So he kind of gets held up at this sort of inn in the middle of nowhere. And um, the dude who owns it is super friendly and nice. And he's like, you know, I'm, I'll fix up your van. You can stay here. It's like an inn. No one really stays here anymore, but you can um, stay here and I'll cook for you and everything and I'll have your van up and running and everything will be fine. So, um, everything does not turn out fine. It turns out, you know, there is some sinister stuff going on in this village and this guy kind of gets into a crappy situation. So, yeah, I thought this was really, really good. Another one of those ones that I had never seen before and was glad I did. Um, I think, you know, you really just feel bad for your main dude in this movie. He's kind of like in this middle of nowhere type of deal and um he's all alone he's not with any friends or family or anything he's just a one-man show and he gets caught up in this uh crappy situation sort of like a captivity type of thing and um it's very eerie it's got like creepy music it's got a creepy atmosphere um creepy setting uh just a very unsettling type of movie and it gets rather brutal towards the end. So, um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I gave that one an 8.5 out of 10. Then after that, um, I watched Dumplings. Um, this is another 2004 film. I think, yeah, this is actually the last one that I watched. So, um, out of the 2002, 2004 films, this was the final one that I had to watch. And, um, this is an Asian movie where, uh, basically this people go to this woman for her dumplings because they're supposed to like keep you youthful and um you know just make you keep your beauty um the dumplings are you see you're kind of a little bit gross and um you kind of start to find out what they consist of and what they they're made of and what they're all about um and 
Yeah, that's essentially what's going on in the film. You know, you have pretty much this main girl who keeps going to this woman's apartment to eat these dumplings because she wants to look good for her husband. And, um, you know, you find out the husband's having an affair with a younger, uh, you know, just pretty girl. So uh, she wants to get her youth back by eating these dumplings. Um, this was a weird one for sure. Um, I enjoyed it, though. It was pretty solid, uh, pretty gross, especially when you find out just... Uh, how these dumplings are being made and what all was going on here. Um, so kind of disturbing in those aspects. I was um, trying to eat while watching it and I thought like I probably should not be eating while watching this because I have a weak stomach and um, yeah, it was effective with that. So I enjoyed that one quite a bit. So I gave that an 8 out of 10. And then after that, um, I watched a movie called Soul of the Demon, which was a 1991 movie because I am on that 91 grind and um soul of the demon was uh basically about you got these like two kids who are like ditching class well actually the movie kind of begins at the end type of deal where you're seeing the aftermath of what happens and um yeah these two kids are like skipping class and they're out in this desert and they happen upon something and then this spirit talks to them and says like, oh, all this blah, blah, blah. I forget exactly what he says, but um, the kids are like, oh, and then they run home and um, the one kid's uh, older brother, he's kind of alone at home because their parents have gone out of town. And, um, you know, the older brother, his friends want him to have this party. So uh, he throws this party and basically a soul of a demon gets unleashed on this party and starts, uh, killing people so um i thought this movie was gonna suck and uh, i watched it on pretty low quality honestly and um you know it wasn't the best thing ever the acting is pretty cheesy in it but it was rather entertaining i'm not gonna lie and it actually had really good gore effects so i was pretty surprised by that um the acting like i said wasn't great but it was that sort of just funny acting where you're entertained by it and the dialogue was just kind of funny in it as well um just you know the one kid's like all like oh, i don't want to skip school and then you know when the brother's talking to his friends and they want him to have a party he's like i can't there was a note specifically on the fridge saying don't have any parties and it's just like that really cheesy type of stuff so um the gore alone was pretty impressive to me but uh wasn't the best thing in the world um i only gave this like a 5.5 but it was something i enjoyed it um after that, I watched a um, short film called The Sandman um, from 1991, once again. Uh, you know, this doesn't really count, but it was, like, on a list of considered horror, and it's literally only nine minutes long, but I decided to just go ahead and watch it. And it's an animated stop-motion short film um, about a little boy and his mother. They're home alone, and uh, it's bedtime, and the boy goes up to bed. And while he's trying to go to sleep, there is this uh, creepy Sandman character who is, uh, keeps coming up to him and, you know, he wakes up several times and senses something's going on and, um, but the Sandman kind of disappears and then, you know, comes back. But like I said, it's very short but very effective. I thought it was super creepy. The look of the characters were really, really creepy. Um, the Sandman was scary. The music and it was, like, the score that plays is very creepy. It's a silent short too there's no dialogue or anything like that but uh so you're just it's kind of just a visual type of piece and um the look of it was really solid as well it just had these pretty blues and uh just a very eerie atmospheric type of short that i really enjoyed and thought was pretty 
creepy for being just a, like a 9 to 10 minute short. So, um, I enjoyed it. I gave that like a 9 out of 10. Um, after that, um, I watched a film called The Residence, uh, starring Hilary Swank. Um, yeah, I just had this one in my collection. Uh, this is from 2011 and, um, figured I would start watching those again because, uh, I've been watching pretty much only 2002, 4, and 91 movies as of late, so I figured I would go ahead and get back into watching stuff that I haven't watched in my collection. And this is a thriller. This is actually one of the movies I found at Dollar Tree the last time I had gone. And, um, basically it's about this doctor woman, you know, Hilary Swank's character. She, uh, recently has separated from her husband. I believe he cheated on her or something like that. And she moves into this decent apartments building. Um, it's like a whole apartment complex. And um, she has this uh, landlord who's um, just this sort of handsome guy. He's like a handyman too. He's like willing to help her with stuff. Like he helps her take her groceries to the house or just fix up things around the house. So um, everything seems cool at first. But uh, then she starts to suspect something weird is going on because, um, for one thing, she keeps sleeping in and not showing up to work in time, so she feels she's being sort of drugged in the middle of the night, or just something weird is happening there, and, um, stuff in her house is being moved around, so, uh, you know, she installs cameras, and things kind of go from there. Um, I thought this movie was alright. Um, it was a little bit generic, just a typical thriller. I wasn't expecting much from it. Uh, being called The Resident, I expected it would be similar to something like Single White Female or, um, Pacific Heights or, you know, any of those, like, apartment horror movies. And, um, that is essentially what you get. Um, it does have some good moments of suspense in it, but, um, you know, other than that, uh, I thought it was just kind of okay. It wasn't one that I would run back and watch, but if you're into like these types of thrillers and stuff like that and just want something to kind of throw on, I thought it was decent for what it was. Um, no problems with the acting or anything, just rather generic, but then I watched, um, Taxi Driver, uh, Taxi Driver, you know, from, I think, 1976, I believe, with Robert De Niro. Um, you know, what can you say about that? It's a classic classic film, fantastic movie, um, uh, it's a good one, obviously, about Robert De Niro plays this young taxi driver, and he's kind of observing the town, and then he slowly starts to kind of, like, he wants to do more, and then he kind of goes off the deep end a little bit, and, uh, loses his mind for a, just a tad there, so, um, I think this is really good. I saw this for the first time when I was 13, hadn't seen it since, so it was nice to revisit it, and I, Really, really enjoyed it. So then lastly, we have Joker. Um, yeah, Joker that just came out last year. Um, good movie. Great movie. I, I thought it was just as good this time around. Um, hadn't seen it since I watched it in theater. I know Austin has watched it several times since then. But um, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I think it does a good job with um, demonstrating mental illness. And just uh, Joaquin Phoenix is fantastic. And it's... Uh, can't say enough good things about this movie. Uh, you know, if you never saw it, definitely, definitely watch it. So that is all of my moves, and that is the moves, and now we shall move on. Moves. Which one's better? I will not tell you that until we record movie versus movie, which you won't listen to. I'll listen to it one day. All right. So... With that being said, would you like to get into our feature review? Yeah, I don't have any notes because my phone's dead, though. Oh, no! Because you took eight hours to record, to... To what? To, to, to do your... what we watched. You didn't things. have to be on your phone the whole time, mm -hmm. like, leaning back, like, not listening mm -hmm. to me, so... <laughs> 
Uh, um, yeah, okay, so this is Swallow from 2019 slash 2020, I think, right? Yeah, like, it's like 2019 on the thing, but yeah, I mean. So yeah, yeah this is a brand new movie here. Uh, so what's the synopsis of Swallow? A young housewife in a seemingly perfect marriage develops Pika, the irresistible urge to ingest inedible objects and material. Is Pika real? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. I've seen it d- demonstrated. Who on... directed this? Okay, I guess I will stop talking. Um, Carlo Marabella Davis. And what did he do? He did things. <laughs> he did. Huh. You should know to have this up. I don't, because I was doing my reviews and figured you would have it, but you were on your phone, so it would die. So it would die on purpose. He did Knife Point from 2009 as a director. Okay, dude. So yeah, he has done pretty much nothing. Um, He, all of his films are shorts, except for this documentary that he co-directed. So this is his feature debut. Um, and the film Swallow, um, kind of an interesting movie here, uh, weird concept here. Um, the lead, I didn't even look her up, but I really liked her. She was in The Magnificent Seven, The Girl on the Train, um, let's see, anything that I know her from. I think she was in the... Hardcore Henry. Christy. She played Justine and Christy. I think she was in the Haunting of Mo- One of those stupid haunting movies. She was yeah. in The Hole? Oh, she was in Marley and Me? She was in... She played Molly Hartley in The Haunting of Molly Hartley. Never seen it. Me neither. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, like, I thought she just, like, looked great and had, like, a good... Good, uh... Her wow. facial expressions were so good. They were like sweet housewife. Like they remind me of like a 1950s housewife or something. So this woman, uh, basically, it falls her. She marries this well-off, like, you know, just what you picture. This kid probably grew up with a silver spoon in his mouth. He probably played football. He probably was the quarterback. He probably went to a super expensive college where he got like straight A's, 4.0. Uh, got some kind of good internship and got some kind of amazing job all while his parents bought him cars and houses and and the best school and the best probably had a wrestling coach and a you know probably went to football camp and all this stuff yes and she seems like she came from a pretty standard family um and she uh marries him it opens up where they're already married mm-hmm. where they're getting married are they already married um they're just I think married. that they were just married and they were getting their I think his parents bought them that house. Yeah. They were having a dinner to like celebrate that. Yeah. And so they uh you know things start out okay, pretty normal. They're just, you know, kind of doing their thing. She really likes this guy, you could tell. Um but the family kind of feels overbearing to where you get the sense that they want her to be an exact way. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they want her. They don't necessarily think that she needs to be like, like they don't hate like, OK, there's you see the one way that families can go where they don't approve of the girl because she's not good enough for the son in terms of like wealth. Yeah. Like she's not established, like she has no job and, and career and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But these parents aren't really like that. They're OK with her just being a housewife. Yeah. But in doing the housewife stuff, she needs to 
present herself a certain way, act a certain way, do certain things, eat certain things, you know, uh, support her husband in certain ways. And the family is very overbearing on this. Like, they're very, oh man, the writing is really good in this and the acting too. But like, they'll say some stuff like the mother comes over and the, the, the lead female has very short, like, hair. Mm-hmm. And she like grabs her by the face and she's like, she's like, you look so pretty with long hair. Yes. Right? Yes. So what does that mean? That means you don't look pretty with short hair and it is a backhanded compliment. Yeah. It means like she's saying that she looks pretty because she does. And she's acknowledging that. But she's also telling you she's not even basically she's not suggesting. It's not a suggestion. She's telling her to grow her hair out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, she does not approve of the short hair. Yes. So she wants her to grow her hair, which I couldn't tell, but did it look like she was doing that in the movie? I couldn't, I didn't notice that. Like, I felt like her hair got longer from the beginning to the bladed portions. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, I didn't notice any, I didn't realize. Yeah, I I feel like it got a little bit longer. Yeah, she planted the seed in her head, so. Yeah. Um, And then other things like you know um oh dude like some of my favorite scenes is like the one where they're at dinner and like the husband is like talking and then he's like he's like babe tell him that story about the homeless guy Mm -hmm. and she's like uh it's really not like anything special of a story or whatever and then um she starts telling and they're like no no no, go ahead go ahead go ahead they're all like go ahead yeah and she starts telling this story and she starts going into it and she's like, you know, it goes on for quite a bit, like one or like one or two minutes. Yeah. And then um, the dad just cuts in and is like, Mike, I forgot to ask you, did uh, you know, before I forget. Mm-hmm. And dude, the way that she just sinks into her seat in uh-huh. that scene is brilliant. Yes, it is very relatable to me. I am Swallow. What? what are you talking about? That has happened to me on multiple occasions in my life. Why? Or I'd be telling a story and then all of a sudden I am no longer being listened to by anybody. <laughs> and then I just, like, my face just kind of drops from that and I have that big smile. That's sad. And a tear in my eye. That's sad. Yes. So I can relate to Swallow. Yeah, well, she needs to be more enthusiastic. Swallow, she t- Swallow is misunderstood, okay? What? Dude, shut up. Her name's not Swallow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. um, Yeah, though, I... Yeah, this movie was, you know, it was, uh... It had some, like, um... Hard-to-watch scenes, but I thought it was really good. Like, the way it portrays just, like, a mental health problem that can arise from maybe not getting enough attention or maybe just being controlled by an outside force... It's like this girl, you feel bad for her because, you know, it's like I feel the husband does love her, but it's he is just sort of in his own world and kind of like treats her like an object more in his house. That Like he's just like this cute little doll that he can have sex with and then like say, oh, I love you and buy her. Like, the what is he? That one part, he's like, I'm going to buy you whatever you want today. Like, I'll buy you a bracelet. You want me to buy you or a necklace or a dress? And that's kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, he buys her off a little bit. Like, Yeah, I, I think that he, like, and I was talking to you about this yesterday, too, where I was like, I don't feel like the husband is a bad guy at heart. 
Mm. Like, I don't think he's using her. Like, I don't think he's just in it for because he can control her. I think he genuinely likes her. But he just expects a certain way because that's how he was shown. Yeah, he's a product of his parents. You even get that it's like... You feel like he's kind of like that sissy type of guy who runs to mommy and daddy for everything. Right. Like, there's a part in the movie where they're trying to get the girl to do something, like have this kind of caretaker guy look after her, and he's like... And the husband's trying to explain it to her, and then all of a sudden he's like, Mom, can you can you just do this? Because I, I can't right now. Right. And he like makes his mom take over, and it's... Yeah, I love the part where she he's like flipping out, like when he finds out. Mm-hmm. Because that's how I would react. Yes. A hundred percent. I'd be like, what the is wrong with you? Like, what are you're eating freaking tacks and <laughs> jacks and freaking pins and stuff? It's like, gro- it's scary as hell. That movie gave me mad anxiety with that stuff too. It starts with a marble. And they like actually, they highlight, if you notice, the swallowing noises quite a bit. Right. Yeah. It definitely uses great sound design, um, great visuals. Uh, it just, it just, it was a very well done movie. Very well done. Yeah. I think, you, you know, it's, um, definitely, it's classified as, like, body horror drama, but I feel like it is pretty much just a dramatic mental health type piece on this woman and all her problems in life. It doesn't really, like, it is horrific. The idea, even the title sounds like it's going to be a straight up horror movie, Swallow. Like, that mm. just sounds. I'll swallow your soul. I'll swallow your soul. No, not like that. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, it's uh, for sure not necessarily... I wouldn't classify it necessarily as horror other than the horrific idea that she's swallowing things. So, yeah, there is that. But... I don't consider it really horror. I would debate... Like, honestly, what it would come down to is how strong the year is, if I put this in my top ten or not. Yeah, I'm probably same with me because i like to keep it like more if the year horror. was really strong i would keep it out because it's just you know it's not really horror but if the mm-hmm. year's really weak and i'm struggling to find stuff then i would put something like this in my top 10 if it was strong enough to make it into my top 10 to begin with yeah but um yeah no i really like this movie i think that it the beginning the setup how it plays out i don't want to go into spoilers but how it plays out with um, the girl's history and her past, I thought was brilliant. Um, I think this is a super well-crafted movie. Everything is deliberate. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I think it's very well put together. Um, you know, it kind of just takes you on this journey. It's very much like a character piece. I mean, you're just following this housewife. She is your main girl, and um, everyone else is just sort of there, and you're just seeing her alone in her house and doing this stuff behind closed doors and it's sad and um her voice throughout the movie is very timid too like she's just um just a very you know shy type of girl and won't speak up for herself but then she's doing this thing and it's like her way of control and no one else knows it and I like that when I first watched it I will say like it took me a few days to kind of digest it I didn't know really how I felt about it um but after thinking about it, I I like it more and more. It's one of those ones that kind of gets better as you think about it for a few days, even a few hours after. And the fact that I'm still thinking about it means it was successful because it wasn't forgettable. So. Yeah, I thought that the um, the film was like really anxiety-inducing. Like it gave me anxiety. Yeah. Like, just watching this girl go through like these 
uh, awkward situations. Like even even the stuff with that like girl, the Asian girl in the red dress, mm-hmm. which was like you know after the whole family found out that she was doing this thing, um, she was at a party and like she's like the the Asians like oh I can't eat any more of those like they'll have to pump my stomach and then like. She's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't. Every single person like, in the party stares, right. stops and stares, and you just see them in the background, all looking at them, and then it's embarrassing. And that's it's all very relatable. This all feels like stuff that could happen to somebody too. Mm. It's not over the top. I mean, you know, you see stuff that whole eating things you're not supposed to on the shows like My Strange Addiction or My Crazy Obsession, which it's hard for me to watch those because they're disgusting. It's like, oh, I eat rocks, I drink nail polish, and it's a very uh, disturbing thing for sure. Um, There's a scene where she's laying on the bed eating dirt. Yeah, and it's funny when I was watching it, I forgot that she had, you get a scene where she collects that dirt. And while I'm watching it, I'm thinking, oh, it looks like she's eating chocolate. And then I realized, like, when she goes to the bathroom to kind of, like, gag, it's the dirt that she had put in her pockets. And I was super grossed out because it just looks like brownie at first. And then, and she's just chilling. She's, like, watching TV, eating it like a popcorn or a snack. It's really just disturbing. Yeah, I don't get that mental illness. Like, the, the like OCD type stuff, just, I can't fathom it. It just doesn't work for me. It's kind of like moods with like anxiety or whatever because like I'm just like just don't do it. Yeah, I know you are and you're wrong. Um, I've dealt I'm with wrong? Them. I've dealt with these. Hold problems. on, I'm wrong. Yeah, it's annoying when people don't really understand. Like, it's mental I health. Just, I understand mental health. I just like I don't know. Like it just that would never happen where I came from. Okay, well, it probably does happen just behind closed doors. You don't know. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, like the guy who came from Sir- Serbia or Syria, where he's like, he's like, if you were in war, you would, you would stop, you wouldn't have time to eat things or something. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I agree with that guy. Like, you, like, if you were in a situation where you couldn't, like, get mentally messed up, like, you couldn't, like, you don't have, it's like, you can't do that. I just I, the the OCD one always just I my can't wrap my head around it. Um, now I yeah obviously if you're in war like killing people and you're in the action you are but then you come out messed up you have like PTSD well, yeah, and depression. It's, that's like, not saying it's better. I'm just saying I know that, I'm saying like okay if somebody was like hey don't swallow this or I'm gonna shoot your mom in the head you're telling me that you you would still swallow it. No, not then, but, like, later. Okay, well, let's say somebody says that, you know, like, that's the way I would just look at it. Like... Yeah, that would... It's... I mean, it it's, feels... It's like addiction, pretty much. You get I addicted get it, to but a feeling, I just think it's bullshit. It's not bullshit. Um, It's, like... like it, you can't... It's annoying, because you can't describe it unless it happens to you. You don't even have that, so I don't, I don't know have why that. you're trying I to have, fight me on it. I have, don't have that, but I have, like, something similar, so it's, like annoying because you don't ever explain it to people because you don't you know they're gonna be like you and not like understand look i know that i'm not saying that it's impossible i'm just saying it's hard for me to wrap my head around because from like where like like i understand that people have like different mental illnesses like i have mental illnesses as well you know what i mean but i'm just saying like that particular one just it's hard for me to buy 
it's just like the brain is telling your because you it is a I understand it is a weird thing like why would you start swallowing something why would you start I don't know pulling your hair cutting yourself or doing I get why would you why start you it would though that's not what I I'm don't saying. get that you don't get why they would yeah why would you just one day think let me swallow this marble I don't understand where it starts well I think it's a part of like punishing herself it's just a weird punishment like it's just I don't right it is but, but it's like it's maybe it starts as a curiosity too but you know, it's, it's, it's your brain getting reasons. addicted to I just don't, habit. I, I get it. But look, like, as somebody who has done drugs before. Okay. Not me, you. No, you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, as somebody, if, somebody who does has done drugs, right? Like, they can't stop because it's, like, a chemical addiction, right? Yeah. Like, they, like, it's a high, right? But it's an actual chemical going in your body that changes your perception of reality. It's addictive chemical. There is no addiction. But doesn't... That doesn't... Like, I don't believe in non-substance addictions. Doesn't pain, like, cause that same feeling in your Not brain? Not I mean, minorly, but it's, like, such a minor bullshit that I'm, like... I'm like, it's literally just self-control. Like, okay, don't... You don't... Like, you want to, like... Don't eat cupcakes. You know what I mean? Like, you can't tell me that you're addicted to eating cupcakes and you can't stop. Because it's bullshit. You can. You just don't want to. So once you want to, then you can. Okay, dude. What? Nothing. You disagree? I, I don't agree because I don't come from that realm perspective. So. What, what realm perspective? Nothing. Like, I, like I've dealt Don't with say things. nothing. We're talking about this. Like, I know. I know. I'm just saying, like, I deal with it. I just think but, that it's bullshit because, like, and I'm not downplaying the you problem. Got, like, you understand I'm saying that you, it's bullshit that you can't stop. You do right? it mindlessly sometimes. Okay, and that's different. That's not you intentionally doing it. I'm saying, like, if there's something that, and sometimes people just want to keep doing it, and that's fine, well, too. Yeah, I agree, yes. Like, if I want to keep smoking, I'm going to keep smoking, right? Uh -huh. That's my choice. I'm going to keep smoking. If I want to keep eating Legos, I'm going to keep eating Legos. Like, just because other people think it's bad, I like doing it, so I'm going to keep doing it. That's one thing. What I'm saying is that I can't buy when someone says they can't stop lifting up a toilet seat ten times before they pee. I mean... Now, I, do, I am aware that there are cases it, where somebody's brain is actually damaged and they're doing that, no, right? No, I just mean, like, it's becomes... It's not necessarily that you can't stop sometimes. It's that you feel wrong the rest of the day right. that you didn't do that. Because I have that problem sometimes. Right. Not with toilet Now stuff, we're getting but... somewhere because I agree with that. Because there's like Tourette's, which is um, non... <laughs> that's like non... Uh, what is the word? Um, addicted? What? I don't no, know. No, 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 no. I don't know. Like you can't stop it from happening. Um... Oh, involuntary. Involuntary. <clears throat> that is involuntary, right? Yeah. OCD is completely voluntary. Yeah, it's just... Like, you can, like, like, if, like, you can, like, Tourette's, they're gonna do it if you take away their ability to do it. You know what I mean? Like, what would happen if I just didn't let you put the toilet seat up ten times? I just wouldn't, but I would think about it all day. Right. And then once you do it a few times, you realize it's okay. It's okay. I just let it go. This is not a big deal. 
It's yeah. that's with anything. Like that's what I'm saying. It's with anything. Like it's only a big deal because you're believing it is a big deal. The as soon the key to defeating it is realizing that it's not a big deal. But you, uh, but these people want you to say no. It is a big deal. They want people like me to be like no. It is a big deal. And and then, but it's only feeding to that because as long as they believe that they have to do it and it's a big deal, then it's always going to be a big deal. But if once they believe that it's it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. All right. What? I mean, yeah, like that makes sense. But you agree it is a mental problem, though. I'm not like, saying it, it that it's a, not. I'm not kind saying of that there aren't real p cases where people literally cannot, like, it'll like ruin their whole day. It'll like mess them up. Like, I believe that. I'm just saying that it doesn't help to to lean on that and say, well, they can't do anything different. Yeah. Because they're never going to they're never going to fix that issue. It's And it is it is coming from a place of ignorance too. Like I just don't understand it. It's like it it's easier to say that when it doesn't happen to you. I know that. I'm not saying and I'm not saying that like every single case is bullshit either. I'm just saying like I've seen a lot of cases where I'm like like you watch the ones where they like eventually fix it and they're like all I had to do was let go and like just step by step and I'm like well fucking course yeah of course you're fixed now because you just stopped closing the door 16 times before you went to bed like it, yeah it was it hard at first sure but like I don't know I just think that like certain people just wouldn't act that way if it wasn't enabled yeah, I mean, I, I can buy that. It's, no matter like, what, I'm going to come off like the bad guy for not understanding mental illness, though. Okay, that just made you... <laughs> that was a douche way of saying that. Um, well, I'm saying, I'm saying with that particular aspect. That, no, like, I understand what you mean, I do. I'm just saying, like, it is a thing. Like, some people, even people who do... You can get it under control sometimes. You can get things down to a minimum or you can completely get them under control for a while but Look, sometimes it comes back. I know what you're back. talking about. I know you have like little quirks where you feel like you have to do things but even me knowing you, you don't. Yeah, I do. You just like doing no, it. No, dude. You it's just not just, like it's not it. like the quirk. I don't, I'm not just talking OCD like type stuff. <laughs> but um what dude? It's not fun. Like see, <laughs> like you're laughing about it. It's not good to laugh. Dude, listen, I know all about mental illness, okay? Don't don't come at me like I'm on some high horse and don't understand it. I have plenty of messed up shit going on in my head too. You know what I mean? I've dealt you've seen me in my worst. You know what I mean? Yes. It's bad. Yes. It might be worse than some of the people that Yes. I know yeah, I know. You understand like the depression kind of. And you understand anxieties when you're having a hard time in life, but um I just, the you OCD just one is hard. Yeah, you don't me. know. Yeah, you don't know. You've luckily never had anything, any issue with that. I do have like some OCD though, but my OCD is I want to do this stuff. I don't have to. It's like a compulsion where I want to do it. Like if like um, like if things aren't like done right on like the website or something like that or like how we used to do the ratings and stuff. If it wasn't in the exact format, it would get on my nerves. Mm -hmm. and so I want it to be like that it's like a compulsion but like I never felt like I had like I could let it go if I had to mm -hmm. I just don't want to right. right 
I feel I do. So. Either way, that was way too much discussion on that. Yes. My point is that Swallow handles it really well, and they did even make me kind of buy it, right? Like, because mm-hmm. I said I have a hard time buying a lot of the OCD stuff, like. But Swallow, you know, it, it handled it well. It makes me it makes me believe in it more for sure. I see, like I, <laughs> I see it as um, kind of you know the whole war comparison. That guy saying, "Oh, you wouldn't have time." To me, this woman is a very lonely woman. Her husband kind of neglects her, and then when she has the time to talk, she feels like she's not being listened to, and then she's being controlled by his family, and she's home alone all the time because she's just a housewife. So I very much see it as that she has nothing else to do, and that's kind of her coping mechanism right there. She just is bored with her, not bored, but like, she, since she doesn't have all that distraction, it's like, I'm going to try to just start swallowing shit, you know? And and to kind of go back to a, a point of what I was saying, um, to like hammer it home a little bit more, there's a scene in this film where she first goes to the therapist and they're like, okay, like, what's up? And she's like, I just want to, I just want to, um, I just want to figure out why I'm, or I just want to figure out how to stop swallowing things so that I could get my marriage back on track, mm. right? That's the wrong answer. Like, so to me, that says that you don't want to stop swallowing things. <laughs> you just want the problem to go away. Yeah. Like, so that right there, she likes to swallow things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she doesn't want to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. She just wants the problem to go away. Mm-hmm. So... She is not digging into her own mental You have to want it. Health. You have to want it. With any mental illness or even drug addiction, any addiction, really, mm-hmm. you have to want it. Like, if you don't want to stop doing heroin, you're not going to. Yeah. If you don't want to stop smoking cigarettes, you're not going to. Mm-hmm. You have to want to. It, it, nobody else can want it hard enough for you to stop. 100. And I know plenty about that shit. Yes. Um, so... I guess we can get into some letterboxed reviews. Um, we really in, both enjoyed Swallow. Let's see what these people think. So this person is the negative. Uh, two and a half star. I did not pre-read this. Pink McFlurry, um, a.k.a. Danya. And Danya's favorite movies are The Room, or Room, not the Tommy uh, Wiseau one. Looks... Her, in, The Incredibles, and Nocturnal Animals. I do not think... And just based on like her watch history, I do not think she is a, hair fan. a big whore hair fan. So she said, um, let's see here. Go ahead and read it. I love that movies can make you aware of things you were completely oblivious to. I love that they touched on a mental illness that isn't widely covered in media. After seeing this trailer, I was intrigued to learn more about this. My laptop history looks like I'm doing research for a scholarly article on this topic. Hopefully this enlightens more people about this mental illness because I know it did for me, which is why I always say movies have so much power. I think her eating all those objects was an act of her taking back some control of her life. Everything else was uh, like a dress tailored for her body that she walked in every day. They used her to get the measurements, but she was not a part of the actual creating of the dress, if that makes any sense. 
some of the scenes were definitely hard to watch. Not gonna lie, I almost threw up on many occasions. I could not believe what she was able to get down her throat. I thought Haley Bennett was great in this role. Was interesting to see her in a role like this after seeing her in Thank You For Your Service. To be honest, I honestly was expecting this to be more insidiously horrifying, insidiously horrifying and have more depth. It kind of left me feeling like that's it. The characters still felt very surface. Some things did not add up and it sort of lost my interest midway, but I was still interested to see how it would end. In short, I really wanted more. Overall, I thought I think Though, I think Carlo Mirabella Davis should be proud. So, this girl basically didn't like it because it wasn't whore hair. No, that's not why she didn't like it. Okay, go on and tell me why. She didn't she... like it because she didn't get it. This whole last sentence here. This whole last couple sentences. Oh, yes, okay. Okay, yes. It kind of left me feeling like that's it. The characters felt very surface. That's None of that is true. Yes. And that I think that's what Moods' problem was, too. I think he just didn't get the, all the connections and how it all played off each other. Yeah, I can, yeah, he feels that it kind of turned into a different movie in the second act. Right. But, yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, so uh, not really that negative of a review, though, honestly. Yeah, like, I was waiting was pretty, for the punchline. It was a pretty fair review. just wasn't really her cup of tea. Mm-hmm. All right, and this positive review is from Lucinda from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, and her favorite movies are... Twilight Portrait, Florida Project, Phantom of the Paradise, and Reflections of Evil, which I know none of those. Mm -hmm. Uh, It does look like they are a horror fan. Um, Wait Until Dark, they only gave a 7 out of 10 recently, which is, or, yeah, like a 7 out of 10. Um, Interesting. Okay, so their review of Swallow. In many ways, this is a stock standard patriarchy sucks film about a timid young woman trapped in an oppressive relationship but i love the elegant way it uses unique body horror angle it is kind of body horror that's where the horror comes in an unusual self an unusual type of self-harm in this form of swallowing objects so it is self-harm yeah to explore issues of a woman's bodily and that auto autonomy 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 Everything comes together beautifully in the ending, which is both perfectly fitting and thrillingly unexpected from an otherwise glossy American independent film. I wish it could be more. Ele- I wish I could be more elegant about the film that really spoke to me. Again, it's not an unusual film in many ways, but personally, I found it very special. I agree with everything that guy said. I think that That's he. Cool. I think he got it, or she got Lucinda. it. Lucinda. Lucinda got it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I agree. What are you doing? I was looking at Lucinda to see what she looked like. You just like. thought she was a guy a minute ago, and now you're checking her out. Listen, yeah, I just wanted to see what wow, she looked dude, like. You're just, <laughs> what? Get, get, like, hop off her stuff. Okay, I'm just creeping real quick. No, you don't... Okay, She seems anyway, boring. She does seem boring. Okay, sorry, Lucinda. Anyway, she watched 207 movies this year, which is more than you. I would say that she's the true horror fan. I didn't say if you pay any attention to me ever. Um... I watched 211 movies this year, so. Shut up. All right. Uh, so with that said, let's go into ratings. I will go first. Um, right now, I'm at an 8.5 out of 10. I probably could go higher, honestly, but for right now, I'm I'm at an 8.5. I was at an 8 though. I am at my I am at the same rating, 8.5, which is 
become my usual rating, it seems. So, 8.5 out of 10 for Swallow. Yeah. Um, you were really high on some of those films that didn't deserve it. No, I wasn't. But, um, <laughs> I like what I like. So, that is it. Alright, we'll see you guys next time with another review, another uh, Netflix and chill. Peace out. Peace.